It is 2024 and the retail industry is continuing to change. And the brands that are going to succeed and thrive are the ones that are going to be in tune with what the consumers are looking for, how they're looking for it, and what motivates them to purchase from you and become a brand loyal customer. So this episode is all about the 2024 top five retail industry trends that I'm seeing out there from a consumer perspective. And I hope that they kind of encourage you to think about how you're doing things in your business and maybe some things that are have worked for you in the past. Maybe you want to switch things up a little bit and align more to some of the trends that are happening from an industry perspective to really have your business think like that big retailer buyer would be thinking in terms of how trends influence the consumer behaviors. So I hope this episode resonates with you and inspires you to think about your business a little bit differently. So enjoy the chat. Hey friend, quick question for you. Are you feeling stuck with how to get your brand to stand out on FAIR? I'm asking you because as a buyer myself, I can tell you that there are just so many brands out there vying for the attention of these buyers, but I know that your brand has something so special and it needs to be seen. I put together a private podcast for you that goes deeper into what buyers are really looking for on the FAIR platform and how you can stand out from the crowd to grow your wholesale business and really land those dream buyers. So If this resonates with you, head to the link in the show notes for instant access. Hello, welcome to the Buyer Side Chat Podcast, where I take you inside the mindset of a buyer to help you scale your product business profitably. I am your host and your buyer bestie, Kristen Fisher, and I'm so glad you're here spending some time with me today. It it feels really good to be back in a new year. I have not recorded for a while and I have missed it. I have missed it. So thank you for being patient while I took a little bit of a break going, you know, over the holidays and just giving myself some time to rest and get refreshed. I'm really excited to be back and just bring some new, fresh, fun content to you. And I could not start the year without doing my take on what's come. So this episode is going to really be about what I think 2024 trends are going to be in the retail industry, really from a consumer perspective. This isn't about what's trending from a product perspective, although I could do an episode on that. But I think this is really more about consumer trends, consumer behaviors. And so I thought it'd be fun to just kind of dive into that mid-month, the beginning of a new year. So I feel like when I really think about it, the retail landscape is continuing to change and evolve, right? It always does. But 2023, I think, was really interesting. In many ways, it was a very challenging year for so many people or businesses, I should say. I think a lot of businesses did see growth in 2023, but also many businesses had their most challenging years. Every client I've talked to, I think, had ups and downs, um, but a lot of people definitely had challenging years. And truthfully, it saddens me to even say this, but I can't remember a time where I saw so many small businesses on social media, particularly brick and mortar stores, announcing closings where they're closing their doors or they're shutting their business down or pivoting. And obviously, there are so many factors that play into this. There's inflation, 
rising costs, competition in a saturated market. I mean, the list can really go on and on. But what's been so shocking to me or was so shocking to me was just seeing that many of those businesses that I was seeing closing were really well-established brands. Either they were retailers with really beautiful stores and um, you know, a really large local following, or they were brands that had really loyal customers and amazing, fantastic product and beautiful marketing. All these things on the outside appeared like they were doing really, really well when behind the scenes they were struggling. And so whether they closed for personal reasons or financial reasons, the list, you know, could go on. There can be so many things behind the scenes on that. But what I think is important to take away is that this is really a time to sit with the fact that the retail landscape is changing, I think, more rapidly than ever. Or maybe it's just it's in our recent years, it is changing very quickly compared to a very long stretch of it not changing. And small business is not for the faint of heart. And so we need to be up to speed on what is going on. So if you're listening and you had a shit year, a challenging year that has you just kind of questioning everything and like this is your make or break year, or if you crushed it last year and you're like, I can't wait to keep that momentum going, or if you're somewhere in between, wherever you fall on that spectrum, this is the time of year, that start, that fresh start of the new year to really take a look under the hood of your business and get clarity on what is working, what is not working, what do you want for your business? What do you truly in your heart of hearts want for your business? Because you need to be super connected and tied to your brand vision in order to execute during a challenging time. There is projections that there will be growth this year for the retail industry. So there should be that shift. If you did see a challenging time or you did have a good year, you should expect to see growth this year. So there are positive things out there. And I think this year is going to really show us that coming off of 2023. I think 2024 is going to be growth. But now is the time to look at what is your data telling you, right? What do you want your business to look like going forward? And look at what's going on in the industry that could influence your strategies and your next steps. Okay. It can be really easy to fall into that rinse and repeat cycle of just doing the same thing year after year because it worked before. So it should work again. And I'm busy and I'm doing all these things and I have all these new growth goals. But what I can tell you, the thing that is the first certain, <laughs> I'm going to give you my trend predictions, but they might be different. I don't know. I might not be accurate. But what thing, one thing I can tell you that is accurate is that what has worked for you before very consistently probably isn't going to continue working for you the same way that it used to because so much is changing in 2024. Google is changing. Um, If you use email marketing, which I'm hoping every single one of you listening does, that is changing. The way that we market to people is changing. There's just a lot fundamentally changing in the landscape. And in order for your brand to thrive, you need to be willing to embrace that change and work that into your strategy, right? So what I really want to talk about today is the trend forecast for 2024. I've been doing a lot of researching during my downtime and reading articles and just kind of catching up on what is happening out there, what some of the big industry analysts are saying is going to happen, and just kind of getting my hands around what that means for small business. Because a lot of those reports are focused on big retail, right? And so how does this trickle down and impact small retail? And in order for you to be successful, 
girl, I want you to put on your big retail hat and think just like those major retailers because this does trickle into your own business. And the more that you can emulate some of those big retail strategies, it will grow your small retail business. I promise you. Okay. So let's talk about what I'm predicting for this year. Now, the first one I think is probably the most obvious. It's technology, right? It's technology and that personalized shopping experience. When you think about how you can leverage technology to guide your customers through their shopping journey with you, that is what I mean by this. What's I think been really fascinating to watch just over the last couple of years is how rapidly a very stagnant industry had to evolve and adapt, particularly during 2020. That was, I think, the catalyst for it, where so many big retailers were so stuck. And I can say that with so much confidence because I worked for multiple retailers leading up to that. And I worked for a major retailer during 2020. And seeing the change and the uncomfortable evolution that they had to make to kind of keep up with that change, that was really fascinating to watch. But now that ripple effect has just been continuing ever since. And AI coming to the forefront of the conversation last year, I think took that up another level. Now, AI has obviously been here right? Like we know it's been here, but it really came to the forefront and it became more accessible to so many of us for free or at a smaller cost to be able to get our hands on it. And so I think that that really took it up another level and and hands down has been the biggest disruptor in the industry since I think online shopping. It really has just kind of exploded and given access information to so many of us that maybe we didn't have before. And it's like, okay, well, now what do you do with all this information? And so the most exciting thing I think is that technology is influencing not, o- not only what consumer behaviors are in terms of what they're purchasing, but also how they are purchasing. So I'm not talking about like using chat GPT to create content ideas. Like, okay, that, that's great. You know, you can use it for some things like that, that are, that are helpful and will make put more ease into your business. But what I'm talking about is how are you serving up what your customers really want, what they're really looking for? And they might not even know it yet, you know, but how can you kind of get into their mind and use AI to serve that on a silver platter for them? So this is more like finding generative AI apps that create personalized shopping experiences for your customer in a non-creepy way. So like thinking, okay, chatbots and how can you, you know, utilize apps to make the customer resistance kind of go away and help them find answers more quickly or guide them on their shopping journey with apps that recommend products based on their shopping history or micro segmentation for your customer to just kind of funnel them down the path of what they're looking for and and be like, hey, I'm the brand. I have exactly what you're looking for. So that's what I'm talking about. I think AI and technology and how you leverage that to create a personalized shopping experience is going to be really, really important going forward to make your brand stand out. And also, hello, these apps do it for you. We don't need to be guessing. We can get apps that can really, really help you make that an easier process. So the second one is community and in-person connection. So building that personal connection with your customers, with your buyers. Okay. So this is a broad range of things. Community uh, can mean a lot of things. 
So the in-person component would be obviously hosting event or events or fostering spaces online or in person where your customers can connect and share and engage. And this is really not about them engaging with you necessarily as a brand, but I think that it's more about engaging and creating a space with other like-minded people, whether it's their interests or their beliefs and how that ties back into your brand. This isn't about you. This is about your customers and creating that sense of community for them because people are still craving that in-person connection and community. And I think particularly the younger generation they grew up during a time of isolation. And so they are going to forever be, or maybe not forever, but for a long time to come, (laughs) be looking for that connection and that community. So it's the way that you can kind of create that community for your consumer, which is going to ultimately enrich their experience and create a loyalty to your brand that is hard to compete with. So There are obviously in-person markets, and I'm not really talking about in-person markets here. I think, you know, I could talk about markets a whole separate thing, but I think markets are amazing when you're first starting out to like, for a million reasons. They're great when you're first starting out. But as you're growing and scaling, you got to pull back on those in-person markets because it's it's kind of a one-stop shop. You're just finding a broad customer that aren't really there for you necessarily. They're important for in their own right. So I'm not really talking about markets. I'm talking about how you can bring community and connection into your brand. So either outwardly creating a space for your own brand, like where you're planning an actual networking or event or something like that, where you're hosting it. Um, Another big thing is leveraging creators. So I read a Forbes article recently where the writer talked about creator commerce and how that's not going away. Obviously, like TikTok shop, particularly in Q4, just exploded. And there is this whole movement of small creators kind of creating this authentic place for brand discovery. So it's so important that so many consumers are feeling confident with what they're purchasing and they're finding new products in a very authentic way to them where they're kind of inadvertently building a connection to your brand based on the person that's introducing them to you. So I think it's just so interesting. So this article, I'm trying to remember, let me see here, I have a note. Okay, the here's the, the quote from the Forbes article. The creator economy market is projected to double in size over the next five years to $480 billion by 2027. So that's wild, right? So how can you leverage this for your own brand? So it's either affiliates or creators that are doing sponsored posts, but in a really authentic way that helps you build a community. Or maybe it's just your customers that you're like, hey, I'll exchange product for your testimonial or your review or your video, or hey, come into my world and speak and talk about this. There are so many ways you can do this different than other people are doing it. So I think that's an interesting thing to think about. You could also have this tie into your email marketing. If you don't want to have it be a big campaign, it can just be the way that you have that community feel to your email. So I really want you to think about that community and in-person connection as it relates to your D2C sales. And then from a wholesale perspective, humanize your brand. Just create that 
connection with the buyers where they feel like they're part of your community and that you really value them? And like, how can you think outside the box in, in ways to influence them to want to carry your product? Now I'm telling you, if they start to see creators and influencers talking about your product and this community that you're building of really tied in customers and loyal customers, they're going to want your product in their stores because they want your loyal customers to become also their loyal customers. So it definitely goes hand in hand. Okay, so this brings me really to my thoughts around marketing. I'm just going to leave a little marketing note here. I mean, the last one also ties into your marketing, but really it's authentic video marketing. (laughs) I hate to say that because videos... I love doing videos, but I all I have a love hate with videos. Let me just say that. I feel like it takes me a long time to edit. And I now have somebody that helps me with that, which makes me so happy. But authentic video marketing. And when I say that, I think it is pretty self-explanatory, but it's again humanizing your brand and creating essentially like a grassroots feel with video. And this isn't new news. This is not this like brand new thing that I just (laughs) came up with. But I think very much gone are the days of the polished feed. I feel like we started talking about this last year, but people still feel this need, myself included, to have this like really beautiful Instagram feed and, you know, showing up regularly and all that. But with that said, I think there is something to be said about high quality video. And so I think with the rise of TikTok and TikTok kind of taking on a little bit of like a YouTube influencer feel where some of the biggest TikTokers right now, I feel like are using really high quality video. And I'm not saying you have to like go out and buy all this new equipment because we're not here trying to be TikTok influencers. However, I think the consumer is going to get really used to seeing really well lit, really high quality video. And that's what they're going to feel comfortable purchasing from. So it's this combination of uh, high quality video mixed with a really authentic content and merging those two together versus having like a really scripted, perfect feed. Okay. So it's like, how can you take that and infuse your own brand into that? And it's like, not just taking a viral audio and plopping it on a low lit video. Like, how can you say, all right, this is how my brand makes sense in video, telling your story, featuring your products, customer testimonials. Like, how can you really leverage all these things, these great things about your brand and and turn them into an authentic video marketing strategy? And with all this said, I'm here to say, I'm not a marketing expert. However, I'm telling you this, give yourself the permission to focus your energy on where your ideal customer is showing up and double down on that and get one marketing channel to really work successfully before you try and tack on all the other ones. I think that it's really overwhelming to feel like we need to be perfect in all the places when really your customers might be super... Uh, engage on Instagram or super engage on TikTok or on Facebook even. Like, don't forget about Facebook. Facebook isn't dead with certain demographics. Maybe you have a LinkedIn opportunity, like whatever that might be. What's the one thing, one place where you know your customer is showing up and put your energy there to have a really fully fleshed out marketing strategy and create video for that channel. And then you can repurpose the video for other channels so you're still showing up, but create for the channel that you know is gonna move the needle for your business. So that's my little tidbit there. Okay, this brings me to number four, 
which is omni-channel experience. Now, this is really a major retailer focus, and it has been for years, long before 2020. I remember when I was a buyer for Land's End, and our CEO at the time, we were in a meeting, and he was like, you know what, I am rolling out this new strategy, and here it is, omni-channel. We're going omni-channel. We were all like, what the hell is omni-channel? Like, we don't know what this is. Uh, Is it one more thing we're going to have to do? You know, I remember like the wheels turning and the buyers, we were all looking at each other like, what is this guy talking about? Um, And he was like, look, the future of retail is a seamless experience no matter what touch point our customer is coming to us from. Okay. So omni-channel, that was the first time I heard about it. And I was excited to be kind of at the forefront of this new change and evolution. And that was years ago. And what I think is interesting is now in the last couple of years, it's really interesting how omni-channel is trickling into small retailers. And the way that you can focus on this is thinking about how you as a brand are showing up across all channels and making it a really seamless shopping and discovery experience for your customer and for your buyers. This goes hand in hand. I, I recorded an episode Unfortunately, I don't remember the name or the number of the episode right now, but a couple episodes back, I talk about um, the where you can show up for what channels you can show up for wholesale and how you can have an experience on each of those wholesale channels where you should be showing up and how it needs to feel similar but different based on the buyers that are coming to you in each of those channels. But the similarity from all of from all of those channels is really how you are showing up and your brand voice kind of coming through. When it comes to D2C customers, or really even buyers, quite frankly, you might have one customer or buyer find you via an organic Google search or a backlink from somebody else that posted about you in a blog article or PR or one customer or buyer might find you on Instagram, another at an in-person market, another one might find you on the shelves of another retailer. Buyers find you that way and consumers find you that way. You want all of them to have a similar brand experience when they find you and then they flow through your funnel. So it's increasingly important to have that really strong brand voice and showing up on all channels the same way right? So that your brand is represented the way you want it to be represented. That's why it's important to streamline and have less is more, you know, less channels, less places that you're showing up until you kind of get a really solid foundation and you're able to do it well in all the places. You want to make sure that you're really honed in and focused on that. So think about where you're showing up right now. Where are you selling? Etsy, you know, um, Amazon, Shopify, in-person markets? Are you going to trade shows? Are you doing wholesale direct outreach? Are you on fair? Where are all the places that you're at? And do just kind of a a look at what your, your customers are seeing on social media platforms and selling platforms and marketplaces and just be like, does this represent my brand? And that's something you should really think about because consumers are going to find you from all different angles. And it's becoming increasingly important that there is that brand trust that they can come to you and say, all right, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Tell me more. And what is your funnel experience for them once they do find you? How are they flowing through to ultimately become a paying customer? Okay, now number five, the last one, and this really ties into all the things I was just talking about. It's just that brand values 
are extremely important. So number five for me is value-based shopping is increasingly important. So really two main key consumer values stand out to me as being the most important to kind of hone in on and think about how it could relate or it does relate to your brand and how you're telling your customer about that. So those two for me are sustainability and diversity inclusion. Both of these have been the forefront of the conversation for a while now. However, I think what used to be a nice to have is now a standard must have. So particularly when we think about that next generation, Gen Alpha, they are called, Gen A, they are projected to be the largest generation that will shop based on their values. I think that I read about that on a a business of fashion report, I want to say. So when you think about that, we don't necessarily need to wait for this Gen A group of I'm going to call them kids and I'm going to sound old, these kids to grow up because they're influencing their parents right now. So we need to be really taking a look at what's important to the Gen A group and how it influences our ideal consumer right now. So thinking about the role that sustainability and diversity inclusion and just any other values play into your business and really going deep on it. So looking at packaging, the product itself, itself, where you're sourcing, who you're sourcing it from, other brands that you work with that have similar values. So whether that's like, you know, reducing waste or plastic free or, you know, the uh, pledging to the 15% pledge, that's what it's called, (laughs) which I am part of, I should remember this, but making sure that you are paying attention to the actions that you take and how that trickles onto your consumer and letting your customer freaking know about it. So many brands that I work with, and sometimes myself included, I have to say, you're doing all these amazing things for the planet, for giving back, for supporting minority-owned businesses, yet you're not really telling your customers about it. You maybe have a post here and there, but how are you really making sure that your customer knows that that is a part of your brand ethos? Because that's going to really make you stand out. It's not just this flashy marketing campaign that you do, you know, in Q3, like a lot of major retailers do. They'll just do a marketing campaign and call it a day. You have the opportunity to talk about it repeatedly and make sure your brands or your customers really know that about your brand like truly walking the walk and not just talking about it, not just putting a little email icon, or I'm sorry, a little icon in your email footer and never really talking about it. So this applies to really all your brand values. I think you should really think about what is the most important to you and your brand and your consumers, but really take a look at sustainability and diversity inclusion and put a hyper-focus on that and just see how you play into that right? And make sure that you are taking into account what consumers are looking for in addition to your own personal beliefs. Okay. So those are my five. There are millions of other micro trends and probably some big trends I'm forgetting. I'd love to hear if there's something you think is super important. Um, I want to hear, I want to have a conversation about this as I'm building out my own strategies, right? So just to recap, the five trends of 2024 from a retail consumer perspective, technology and personalized shopping experiences. Number two, community and in-person connection. Number three is authentic video marketing and really humanizing your brand. 
Number four is that omni-channel experience, both for D2C and for your wholesale outreach. And number five is value-based shopping and how we are showing up for our consumers and their values and beliefs. So these are just some of the things I've been seeing out there. And I just really encourage you to think about how your brand can evolve and what you can do differently to switch things up and be a disruptor in the industry, not just looking at what your competitors are doing, but really staying focused on what makes your brand unique and how you can be different from all the others to really stand out and have a lasting brand that aligns with the way the industry is changing and consumers are changing. Okay, so I hope that this was helpful for you and you gleaned some value from it. Like I said, please reach out, DM me at Kristen Fisher Coaching with any thoughts you have on this. I love to connect with you and hear from you. And if this episode resonates with you, please share it, tag a friend, write a review, an honest review. It means so much to me and it helps this podcast be found by other product business owners that I just would love to connect with. So thank you for showing up. Have an amazing sales week, an amazing personal week, and I'll see you next Monday. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. If you are loving the show, I would be so beyond grateful if you would rate and review the podcast and share it with one of your biz besties to help spread the word. I hope that you absolutely crush your sales this week. I'll be back to chat with you next Monday.